Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dak. How you doing, man? I'm good, Andy. How you doing? I am doing great. I got my lucky Metroid hat on, ready to record some more Metroid news. Uh, Nice. Again, I know we said it about a million times last week, but God, I'm still so just pumped to be doing a Metroid podcast. <laughs> it feels so fresh, lots of good ideas, creativity coming out the yin yang here. So I'm excited to dive into today's topic. Yeah, man, me too. And before we go anywhere, though, since you brought it up, what is what is your lucky Metroid hat? What does that constitute? I mean, I guess it's not really lucky. I'll I'll tell you why it's lucky. Because I bought a Zelda hat, like a snapback hat or whatever, um, maybe like two years ago word around for two years and the thing like just does not fit my head i have to snap it on the very last like notch and like i feel like i don't have that big of a head but i i had to snap it on the last notch and it would always come unpopped or undone and it would just be loose on my head and i looked like a goof so i saw this wicked metroid hat on etsy which i'll post a picture of this hat over on the uh the omega metroid podcast twitter at omega metroid pod and it, the design was really cool. It's got like a green Metroid, the green hat, uh, the, the bill. Is that what, is that the word for it? The brim? Oh, brim. Yeah. Brim. Th- there we go. Sorry, Canadian. Brim. brim sounds right. I mean, I'm not I'm not a hat expert, so. I, yeah, me neither. Actually, it, it took me a long time to get into actually wearing hats, but I digress. Mm. So I ordered this hat, and I was like, oh my god, maybe I just have a ginormous head, and it's a snapback. I can't <laughs> even try it on. So it it came in. It was off Etsy, like some some little shop over in Taiwan. So I was kind of sketched out, but by God, it, it fits like an absolute dream. So I was like, man, that was lucky that that didn't come in like a size XSS or something like that. <laughs> so I mean, not not really too too lucky, but uh, lucky enough. And it's Metroid, so I mean that's cool. Yeah, there's actually there was a couple cool uh, Metroid hats over on Etsy. Uh, now that I think of it, I was between the Metroid one and a Samus helmet one. That was both pretty cool. So there's the, uh, there's the a good Metroid hat story hat that I have like oh um, good hats all right you have a good hat story so are we starting a hat podcast I feel like you have just as much uh, content I'm, for that, that that's the only Metroid hat story that I have uh, okay. what were what were you gonna say you have some you had a Metroid hat no I was gonna say um I had a friend of mine made me a, a Meta Ridley hat and it's the only Metroid uh, like hat I have at all actually I guess only. No, I have a couple like Smash Tournament hats, but like not too many like actual game hats. But that one's really cool. I think it's the only one that has like a Meta Ridley on the brim, so that's pretty sick. Dude, we're gonna need to see a picture of that that over on uh, Omega Metroid Twitter because that sounds absolutely unreal. Yeah, I'll definitely post one. It's uh definitely I don't wear like hats really, but it's something that's definitely um you know a favorite of mine if I were to wear them. I mean, I'm Canadian, so we just wear toques most of the time because it's always yeah. snowing here. So, um, right. <laughs> you know, enough talk about hats, though. By God, let's get into it. This is the second episode of the Omega Metroid podcast. We just want to thank everybody for the amazing reception to episode one of the Omega Metroid podcast. Of course, that is available over on Podbean right now. If you haven't already checked that out, you can get uh, a couple sneak peeks of what Dak and I think about the Metroid series and kind of where this show is going to go in the future. But yeah, just a, a really great response to the first episode. Um, just very thankful for everybody that tuned in, for everybody that interacted on Twitter. Uh, I want to give also a special shout out to our friends over at the Metroid Database. Again, uh, I know we shout them out a lot, but man, they, they really helped us out. 
uh, just pushing it on Twitter, pushing it on Facebook. So really appreciate that. And I appreciate you uh, listening to that episode and this episode. So once again, uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be awesome and it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I, I can't wait to uh, to get going. We are here today to tackle maybe the biggest subject in the Metroid world, the thing that's on everybody's mind, Metroid Prime 4, and specifically our hopes and our dreams for what we want to see from Metroid Prime 4. So I've jotted down a couple different points, Dak, and mm. uh, there I, I don't want to go like two, two, two in the weeds here. I just have like a couple general points, but uh, maybe we can kind of go back and forth um, you could say one, I'll say one, and we'll just kind of go like that and, and build off of each other here. But um, I guess, uh, why don't you, I guess, take us away. Like, what is what is the thing that you want to see most in Metroid Prime 4? Put me on the hot seat. What do I want to see the most? See, when I when I made my list, as I did, I, jot down a, I jotted down a couple things as well beforehand. And I separated it between story and gameplay. So I didn't actually think about it, like, what do I want the most? Um, but if I had to pick one, I feel like I would really like to see the return of multiplayer. Really? I feel like that would be great. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Metroid Prime Hunters is one of my favorite DS games, and I had a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite Metroid games as well. Um, and even though Metroid Prime 2's multiplayer is a bit half-baked and, you know, definitely could have spent some more time in the oven, it was certainly kind of like a, a little bit of a side thing that wasn't meant to have too much development resource and time put into it, it seems. Or, like, I guess that's how it ended up being. Um, but that being said, I had some fun times with it, and I feel like if it was expanded upon and they really expanded uh, upon the Hunter's gameplay that they provided on the DS and actually gave it dual analog controls, which is another one of my, you know, wants for Metroid Prime 4 as well, um, that'd be great because, I mean, I'd love to play a game like that on the Switch. And, and you know, sure, Nintendo Online isn't the, the greatest, but local play would be cool. And, you know, you can make do with what we have if it's not that great. You know, we could live with it in terms of, like, tick rate or whatever. But that being said, yeah, I would love multiplayer. Monster Prime Hunters, one of my favorite Metroid games. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to work with all the different kinds of characters and, and kinds of weaponry in Metroid that I, I feel like it's a no-brainer almost. Especially when Metroid's kind of, you know, a, this is going to be a really big game for it. So I feel like uh, that'd be a good move to really get more people interested in the game as well. I have to say, Dak, I and like, I just, I just love your perspective on Metroid because I, I don't think a lot of the hardcore fans are, are gonna agree. Like, they're kind of mostly of them. I bet you are thinking like keep multiplayer out of Metroid, but like the way you lay that out, like you're absolutely right. Like, it didn't take away from Metroid Prime Two. I think that it, if anything, added to, you know, the, the appeal of that game. Um, I, I just, I just love that you know you kind of have a different perspective than your average Metroid fan. That's a great, um. That's a great thing to lead in with. Here is something that I jotted down and uh, it's very basic, very simple, but one of my biggest wants for Metroid prime four is for this game, not to be called Metroid prime four. I just, I feel like that sounds weird. Like whenever you have a numbered series, one, two, and three is always okay. Uh, Five, you can kind of roll with, but like anything else, I I don't know. It just sounds odd to me. I'm a big Mm. fan of like, the subtitles like even when metroid prime 2 echoes came out i was like i hate this i wish it was just called metroid echoes or metroid corruption so i i hope yeah and you know what i've kind of made my piece now with the metroid prime branding being on these different games that's totally fine um but i do i hope that it's like 
like Metroid Prime something instead of like a numbered release kind of like how uh i'll use a comparison to assassin's creed went to or went from like one two and three to like brotherhood or revelations or you know odyssey in the in the current um assassin's creed games so it's a very small thing and i feel like nobody in the world cares about this but me but yeah i i hope that it's not called metroid prime 4 i just i hope i feel like that kind of i don't know takes away well, a little bit for me. I am going to hit you with the the big ding 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 disagree cuz I really well first of all I think you're uh late on the boat here cuz I think it's already called Metroid Prime 4. Though they could totally call it something else, but uh I, I know we kind of already know that it's called it might be already officially Metroid Prime 4. That being said, I really hope it is called Metroid Prime 4. Um I'm not a huge fan of like subtitles for a game series that's already using the numbers like a sub-series for example like when like halo uh got to five right it, it was halo five guardians it's like oh we've already got halo one two three and four i'd rather you just keep it five and six and not add subtitles if you're just gonna add a subtitle just drop the number which you were kind of saying to an extent they did that with like reach and odst um with metroid you know metroid prime three corruption echoes whatever like those are fine, but I, if they're going to make Metroid Prime 4, I'd like it to be called Metroid Prime 4 or Metroid Prime 4 something. If they called Metroid Prime 4 Metroid Prime something or Metroid something, I mean, we know it's Metroid Prime 4, though. People right. are going to call it that anyway. So, like, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, it could be called Metroid Destruction or Obliteration, but we're all going to be, yeah, but it's Prime 4. <laughs> so, like, you, you might as well just, like, cut to the, to the chase anyway. Um, I think it's a great title, too. I mean, Metroid Prime is a really cool name um I think it's it's a branding to... now and the the branding is like you're gonna right. get this presentation of metroid game i just like my my thinking is like you don't call ocarina of time zelda 5 right like i i, I don't no. know i i feel like nobody except for me cares about this like and i'm sure that it will have a subtitle and i really don't care at the end of the day if it's what what it's called as long as we get it but if if sure. i was absolutely picking i would say like metroid prime i don't know Samus is back, baby, or something like that. Um, well, actually, a couple points here that, that you're, you're bringing up. First, uh, Zelda isn't really... I mean, Zelda is what? Like, Zelda 2 is the only Zelda with a, a number in it. So, yeah. like, it's not really the, it's not really the same. Because, like, Zelda Ocarina of Time wasn't, you know, preceded by Zelda 3, right? It was preceded by, you know, A Link to the Past or whatever. Um, so, it's, it's not a series that was already using numbers. Whereas Metroid Prime is a sub-series that's using numbers. And even in the mainline Metroid series, you know, Metroid Fusion is called in-game Metroid 4 in another way. So it does, you know, use numbering and to kind of like deviate from that. Especially when Metroid Prime is a very strong name. And all three games and even Hunters and even Pinball are pretty well regarded, if not like uh, very highly regarded, regarded to not use Metroid Prime. To not call it Metro Prime 4, I think, would be a big whiff. Um, yeah, Zelda doesn't use that numbering. Also, you brought up Assassin's Creed earlier, which I think is interesting because Assassin's Creed 2, I think, was at its most popular when it was numbered. You know? Like, now I, it's I not mean, numbered and it's not as popular. Yeah, not I, I can't disagree with that. Or there's, like, a causation there. But it is interesting you brought up Assassin's Creed where I think the most popular Assassin's Creeds were 1 through 3. Right? Assassin's Creed 2, I think, was the peak of popularity for Assassin's Creed. And, and you talk about to do with it. you talk about Assassin's Creed. Talk about a series that has the opposite problem of a Metroid, whereas just there was so many games flooded out all at once that nobody cared. 
So I, I can't disagree yeah. with you there. That's that's another good point, and I, I hate to harp on this too much, but I do think it is an important point when you're bringing a game series kind of back a little bit because the game really hasn't had a standout good game since Metroid Prime 3, so that was 13 years ago. Um, I think it is really important to, to go with like your strongest foot forward and people like the name. I, I think I would like to see it. I also think it would, it would help not to confuse people because you would call it not Metroid Prime 4 and then people are like, well, then what is it? Where does it take place? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's Metroid Prime 4. You know when it already kind of know when it's going to happen, what's happening, et cetera, in a, in a, in a kind of way, what to expect, which I think is good for a series that does need another good like first impression to a lot of people get into people's good graces again after the past couple of releases. But yeah, I, I, I like I, I, I respect your take on it, too. Um, but I'm going to give you that disagree. Boom. Hmm. Sure. Uh, so I brought up the, like what to expect kind of thing. And I think a lot of people are expecting Silex to play a role in Metroid prime four. So I hope that Silex plays a role in Metroid Prime 4, a major one to some extent. But I hope his story ends there. That's a want for me for Prime 4, is that whatever story they're going to tell with Silex that they've been kind of not really hinting at in some points at, in time over the past decade or whatever, whatever they're going to do, do it in Prime 4. And don't I, I don't want it to bleed over because I would love it if we got into Metroid Prime or Metroid 5 whenever that comes out, if it does. Hopefully it does if Prime 4 is successful. Uh, and I, I want to get new stuff. I want the series to move forward. I hate that they we're always retreading the same ground. And I, I would hate like for Silex's story to kind of... Sp- not hate, but like I really would rather not his story not spill into future Metroid games. Because I think there's... Unless like somehow like it makes a, it's really cool or it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. But I feel like I would like it to stick to Metroid Prime. And whatever they're going to do... Let's end it there, and let's let's. I would like some new characters. I would like some new stuff in future Metroid games. And for Metroid Prime Four, I'd like to see what they have in store for Silex, whatever that might be. But I'd like it contained to Prime Four, and I feel like maybe that's a weird want or something. But I don't know what your perspective on that is. So I'm curious. Um, I this kind of bleeds into the next thing that I was going to bring up actually. So maybe I'll just kind of combine these answers. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him in Metroid Prime 4. I do think that... So my next want is for a new compelling villain in the Metroid series. And perhaps even one that can talk. Because historically, most of your big bads in the Metroid series don't talk. So maybe someone that can verbally spar with Samus. Or at least kind of go... You know, say some things that, that make you just be like, Man, I can't wait to, to shoot this guy in the face and destroy mm-hmm. him. Um, I guess my, my, the only issue that I have with, uh, with Silex coming back is like, I don't know that a lot of people, like a lot of Metroid fans are fully not aware, but like, I, I don't know that he's as popular as like some of the hardcore Metroid fans maybe make him out to be. So I would worry that you'd have to spend a little bit of time kind of bringing people back up to speed. That being said, um, I thought that his story was interesting. There's certainly an intrigue to him. So I would be... I would be okay with him appearing in Metroid Prime 4. I, I would say to me, maybe as like a side character that eventually you can kind of like win over and not like a direct villain. I, I do think that that the Prime series needs a new compelling 
antagonist. Um, you know, we, you know, of course I, I'm sure that we're going to get Ridley and that's great. And, you know, um, that it goes without saying there should never be a Metroid game without Ridley battle. That's great. But traditionally he's not like the, he's not like your personal antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what, maybe he could be. And they be. and they could do that, but I think that like you look at the, the Metroid is unique in terms of Nintendo, and like the uh, the series almost goes through through arcs of villains. Like the first three games were really about Mother Brain, the the Prime series thus far was about Dark Samus and the Metroid Prime. Um, so you you kind of see like the the rise and fall of these villains, and we kind of shift focus over to a new adversary. Uh, Ridley, obviously, being the exception. Uh, who's just your one constant. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I would like to see um, kind of the next character or the next villain introduced. Uh, Silex, I think, could be an interesting character. I don't know. I think I agree with you. I don't know that I would want him to be like a, a major staple in the franchise going forward. Like we've had him in Hunters. We kind of had the tease at the end of Corruption. Let's just kind of tell that story and get it done with. But yeah, I, I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with like, like let's present this character who has a lot of intrigue, and let's also present a new character and a new foil and a new um, obstacle for Samus to overcome. Right. Uh, yes, and that's another point I want to talk about too. I what this is story wise. Story wise, here's what I I think I I just want to kind of just lay it out what I would love to see for Prime Four, and I feel it touches on these couple of things here and there. All right. Let's so shoot. Major villain I think should be Silex. Um, though I do agree that we need a new, like, major villain, like, direction for Metroid. I think that should be introduced in Metroid 5, and it'll likely be something Federation-related, which is where the story was going at the time. I think that's fine. I think that's when you should save that kind of start of a build. Silex, though, I do think should be the major villain of Prime 4, if they're going to do something with him. Because at this point, like, they've already teased it a couple times. He does seem to fit that criteria of a character who could potentially mouth off the Samus or whatever, or even not be a very direct antagonist towards her and the federation who at the time samus is still pretty aligned with you know and wholeheartedly um seems to really fit the bill of what they could use for a character that they could kill off right there they can build up and remind people i mean remember in prime 3 they built up all these hunters we had never met before and at the end of the game you know i mean how many times i've heard people like oh rundus dying is like one of the worst parts of you know the prime series like they love rundus or whatever mm-hmm. yes um, or they love so like it's easy, I think, to build up a character and be able to kill them off or wrap up that story in one game. I think it's not easy, but it's doable. And I think Silex already has some history, so you don't have to do too much catch-up. You already kind of know what Silex is about. For people who don't know, they'll be caught up. And I do think they should make him the focus. That way they can get tell the story exactly like I said. Let's, whatever story they're going to tell, let's tell it, and then we can we can move on. Because I think they kind of have to save the future next big villain whether you know like you said like it was mother brain that it was dark samus metric prime you know who's that next kind of big antagonist i do think they should save that to start building that in metroid 5 and wherever happens after that um because you really realistically can't build a you know a metroid 5 and beyond villain in metroid prime 4 because i mean you kind of can i think unless that character for some or whoever it is or whatever it is for some reason disappears and the events of metroid 2 through super and other m and fusion and whatever like that you know i I, if that for some reason happens i guess if that makes sense in story they could do that but i feel like it would make more sense just to save that for metroid 5 um but yeah i would like to see silex involved as the major villain and then i would love to see uh something to do with 
some kind of side effects of Phazen being eliminated from like the galaxy and the universe, whatever, right? Because there's no way that Phazen just disappearing, right? Phase gone, all that, right? It's destroyed, source Phazen. Phazen is rendered inert or whatever it is, the explanation. That there's no side effects from anything that was corrupted previously, right? Like, there's no way Sam was just, oh, I'm good, I'm back to normal, right? There has to be some kind of, like, withdrawal or uh, after effect or something, right? That I would I would love to see if it would, like, kind of, if they would tackle that, right? Like, what was what are the psychological effects of being, you know, having this kind of, like, corruption of your body right that takes a toll on you mentally and physically and emotionally and all that you know what are the side effects of all of a sudden that just disappearing from your body right like all of a sudden your body doesn't have that source of this corruption which does feed into uh their abilities as a person so of course if it's removed from their body all of a sudden there's going to be a major change just like it would happen with anything so i would love for that to also be kind of uh touched on maybe she's haunted by like images from like prime three and two and one or like dark samus right like maybe she's fighting like a ghost of a character at some points that she's hallucinating. Like I would love to see that kind of like uh, a more interpersonal struggle for her to also explain like how characters who were involved in this big plot of phasing and corruption are more or less fine in later games and seem to have no signs of withdrawal or anything. I, I kind of, I kind of agree. Kind of don't. Um, I think that it would be cool to kind of explore the after effects of, of Faison being gone. I, the only thing I worry about with kind of diving into Samus' psyche afterwards is like Nintendo, granted, they didn't develop this game, but they showed us with Other M that they're just not very graceful when it comes to delving into well, team, who well, Samus Well, Team Ninja is. wasn't. Right. Well, team Ninja wasn't. So, I mean, I guess I'm willing to give that a pass. And, you know, perhaps Nintendo Retro can do it better. I just, I don't know if I want that yet with Samus. Um, I, that being said, I think it's a cool idea to be explored. I would be more interested in seeing like the actual like ramifications of the phase and being gone. Like, you know, how many of those Aurora systems were corrupted? Is there like an army of other oh. brains out there? That, I mean, that would be cool to me. I agree to that. I, oh, I think that would be included as well. A hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. I, not just like the interpersonal, like physical stuff, but yeah, all side effects of phase and just all of a sudden being gone. Right. Like, you know, maybe she goes back to a place that was previously corrupted by phasing. Gets to see what it actually like looked like before. You know all the creatures what they look like beforehand or whatever that is right like um and and yeah i would love to see like this the overall um consequences of that for sure yeah i don't disagree um i here's here's one that i'm gonna throw at you that i feel like a lot of fans have been kind of clamoring for but a lot of another contingent of fans have said it's unrealistic um it's not as in-depth as the story that you laid out but damn it i want to fight Kraid. And Metroid Prime Four, and I think I think that it can be done. I think it can be done. I've just heard people say that he's too big and that you can't do this fight or this fight. And I say shenanigans to that. You've had Samus go up against colossal bosses in the Metroid Prime series. You've had Samus go toe to toe with mid-sized bosses. Creed could be either one. I just think that that would be a cool little nod if, like, maybe. You know, you run into the space pirates and then kind of re-engineered him. I, I feel like you really, you don't need a storyline reason for Kraid to be there. He's kind of like Ridley in the sense that like, like, okay, here's, here's Kraid and Ridley. Like, great. Uh, they resurrected him using dinosaur DNA. Perfect. Like, I don't care. I just, I want to fight them as a Metroid fan. And I feel like you don't really need to explain that a whole lot. I don't think that it's as complicated as fans are making it out to be. I truly don't. 
I think that it would be a great fight. It would be a great little homage to Super Metroid. And, you know, I, I would, I just, I want to see it. Hmm. Interesting. Um, God, I, I see. I, I mean, obviously, I don't think there's any, like, they could technically do it, right? Like, I don't think there's anything, like, stopping them from literally making the boss fight happen. Like, I'm sure Samus could face off in 3D against this big character. They were planning on doing it in the original Metroid Prime anyway. Right. Um, so Is, is there a that... reason to? Well, I think, I think that's the kind of thing, because, you know, and I hate to bring up Other M, but one of the things I didn't like about Other M is that it shoehorned characters that otherwise don't really need to be there, right? It's just a crappy... I hate that game, but it's like a, just a decisions it makes in terms of implementing characters. So I'm thinking, sure, they could gameplay wise just put create into the game, but looking at it story and lore wise, why would they ever do that? Like the reason why Ridley they can is more valuable to resurrect, for example, is because he's more mobile, right? Like he's kind of their Darth Vader. He's the guy. He's leading the ground troops so he can move from fight to fight. And you know, lead the troops here and there. Kraid is just a monster that lived on the planet, and they just were like, All right, well, you know, he's gonna attack Samus because he's a big monster. So and and you know what? Really that's like, Zebus. that's totally fair. And from from a standpoint of like in game lore, like, yeah, does it make does it make feasible sense to fight him? No, but I feel like there's gonna be a lot of fan service in this game, and almost like Metro Prime 4, I feel like, is almost gonna be like an apology to Metroid fans. I think it's going to, it's going to be like, okay, like we're back with this franchise. We're serious about this franchise. Here is everything that you love. Here is what we're going to give you. I think that that would be really cool. I think it's something that fans of Metroid have wanted. Um, you know, you already, so? I, I mean, I think so. I, I feel like f- Metroid fans don't react well to fan service, you know, like I feel like you're saying this and I agree that like they might, they, they probably are looking at it like, wow, we really have to get in the good grace of the Metroid fans and all that to you know win everyone over and be like you know this is a serious endeavor we're making metroid prime 4 this is a game you got to play but you know they put ridley in samus return spoiler alert and a lot of people don't like that um other m again brought in characters that didn't seem to really need to be there a lot of people didn't like that i feel like historically metroid fans don't respond well to fan service and so if you want to play it safe with metroid fans you almost don't want to give them like they don't want to do they necessarily I mean I'm sure there are a lot of people that want to see Kraid and I would love to fight Kraid. I'm not I'm not even if, if I play Metroid Prime 4 and I turn a corner and there's Mecha Kraid or whatever right or Kraid's there and the explanation is oh we had Kraid DNA so we made a big clone Kraid fight him. I'm I, you know I'm not going to roll over in my bed and not sleep at night over that. I'll probably have a great time. But right. that being said is it like is it a, is it the scenario you do that in like on the new game that like everyone's like really like clamoring for it's 13 years since the last one and you're gonna bring back like crate like is that the mo- i don't know i feel like that's like see i i know I, that you're gonna know. disagree also, with me because yeah. you're a ridley fan but i, I, I mean a big ridley fan there sure. there are multiple games where ridley has no business being in in those games i All mean right, even let's, even let's, in, let's run it right now let's even do in it. corruption let's do the gauntlet i, I mean even in, in corruption he doesn't necessarily like he was already defeated in prime I feel like a lot of that battle was was added in just because you have a Metroid Prime game and you want to have a Ridley battle. He you didn't really serve a whole integral point to the story, but just to dial back for a second here, I really right. like I I guess first of all, like I don't think that Nintendo should be playing it safe with Metroid Prime 4 at all. Secondly, I that. secondly is like you know, this is kind of I I feel like this game is going to be a love letter to Metroid fans. I I mm-hmm. you know, I've seen Metroid fans being like 
kind of going back and forth talking about fighting Kraid and Prime for years and years and years. Let's just let's get it done. I really I truly don't think that there's going to be a contingent of fans being like this is stupid and it makes no sense versus the yeah. majority of fans that are going to be like this is awesome. I'm fighting Kraid in 3D. Is it something that like yeah. you know, is it something that absolutely has to happen to make or break the game? No, of course not. Would it be cool? Yeah. And you know what? You could be you could absolutely be right too because I mean, you're right about Ridley and Samus Returns, there was a little bit of backlash to that, but I, I do think that that's kind of a vocal minority. minority yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and I, I, I'm with you on the hey, if they put Kraid in, um, I'm I'm fighting him. I'm gonna have a great time. I also I see what you're saying. Yeah, I do. I do think that like the people who would enjoy fighting Kraid would outweigh the people who would be like, oh, but this doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? La, la, la. Um, so, and I, so I'm with you there because there are certainly situations in, in other games where like, why is this happening or well, whatever? Um, so yeah, like I think if, if they somehow, as long as it makes sense, you know, because at the end of the day, like if, if it's, it's a game and yeah, it would be really sick to fight Kraid in 3d. He's huge. Yeah. You know, a huge monster is awesome to fight as Samus. So I'm totally down for that. And to be honest, if I were to fight another large monster to that scale in prime four, Part of me would be like, oh, this could have been Kraid. So, uh, right? And, like, and if I, you're going to fight a big-ass monster, might as well be Kraid. Right. And and if they came out with some kind of cool, like, oh, it's Kraid, but it's like a hybrid Kraid mixed with something else, and that's why we made it because we're using the DNA of some creature on the planet or something, you know, something yeah. that at least, like, it were, then I'm like, hey, hey, man, like, you know what? You do you. Let's roll it. Let's 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 shoot it out. And I'm totally down. So, like I said, I'm, I don't want to be like, fuck. That doesn't make any sense. Great. No, no. I'm I'm with you on it. And I do think, like, hey, if they're going to um, make this game and really try to, you know, kickstart or, you know, kind of get the, the the ball rolling even further, then no, I, I don't think they should play it safe. So, hey, if they got a really cool, crazy idea to implement Kraid and it's a fun fight, then by all means. Yeah. And, I mean, it can be something as simple as, like, we, I don't know, we found Kraid DNA and we've infused it with this new blah 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 you know what i mean i don't think it has to yeah. be anything too too complicated yeah. for to make people happy so that's that's one of my that's one of the little things that i thought would be cool um hit me with what you got next on your list well i i think we've already covered this a little bit i do want ridley in it obviously but i think i could spend a whole episode on, <laughs> on talking about him so and we will in the that. future yeah. by the way yeah um, yeah, definitely need him in there. I feel like there's no reason not to have him in there. He shows up in the games that bookend it. So, um, what else? I would really like to see, I, I would love to do maybe a little section where you control Samus's gunship. Um, I love and, that. And have a, yes. I think that'd be really cool. So like, you know, again, I'm bringing up Halo. Uh, if you ever play Halo Reach, uh, there's a campaign mission where you are, fighting in like one of the ships out in like orbit fighting you know covenant forces i think it'd be really cool to you know have her gunship and be in control of it and and really kind of take full advantage it's been included in the games really kind of sparsely you know uh and i think there's a lot more they could do with it i i think what they did in, in prime like slowly but surely evolved into something that's a really cool part of of the prime series i love what they kind of do within prime three like all the different you know functionality it had I would love for them to expand on that more and also give us, you know, more full control of that and, and really kind of take control. Now, of course, you know, it's like it would be a pretty solid deviation in gameplay, but I think it'd be really cool and I would love to see what they would do with it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I love that. Um, that was 
Actually, that was something that was on the bubble of my list, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll, I'll leave that. But I did like the, the gimmick in Metroid Prime 3 where you control the gunship with the visor. I thought that that was really cool, but I wanted it to go further. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. I, do you remember Star Fox Adventures back in the day? I do. That My only fear is that it would turn into, when you were going from planet to planet in Star Fox Adventures, there was like the little on-rails classic Star Fox segments, which, mm. I mean, those were pretty cool, but they were like definitely tacked on. I'd want to find a way to like make it seamless into the gameplay, but if they can, and I'm sure they can, I mean, if they could, yeah. if they could resurrect, great. They could definitely work a gunship battle into there <laughs> in some way. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. Like, especially ever since Corruption. Like, I when when Corruption was first announced, I was like, this is so cool. Are we going to get... Basically, I was thinking that we were going to do that Star Fox Adventures kind of thing where you go from planet to planet, weaving your way in and out, fighting, you know, mm-hmm. X-Wings in, the, in space. So, yeah, I, I would actually love to see that. So, I agree with you 100%. Here's one for you, and I'm not sure if you're going to disagree with me or not, but this is something that I feel that Metroid Prime 4 should do, and that is to keep the 2D stuff 2D. So in Metroid Prime 2 and Metroid Prime 3, they introduced wall jumping, the space jump, and the screw attack. I think that all of them suck in 3D, and they don't work, and they feel tacked on. Those are great in 2D Metroid games, Let's keep them in 2D Metroid games and let's build on the strengths of what Metroid Prime 4 does best. Visors, beams, platform, like just stick to your strengths and don't necessarily shoehorn in these things to make kind of like we were talking about to make fans happy. You can make fans happy in certain aspects, but like I just feel like if the screw attack isn't done well, then don't put it in the game. Um, Hmm. and, And I don't feel like it was done well. Now, granted... If there is a way that they can fix the screw attack and get it to be so seamless where it's like turning into the morph ball, which really is is one of Metroid Prime's greatest strengths is how flawless that morph ball is, um, then then I'm all for it. But I just, I don't think that it worked the way that I hoped it would and, you know, that a lot of Metroid fans hoped it would in Corruption and Echoes. And if you can't get it to work seamlessly, maybe let's not do it. I do think there's the issue of like, uh, for me, and that always happens with games that take place between other games. Is why would Samus not have an ability she has previously and afterward, right? Like, why would she not have the screw attack if she had it in Metroid Prime Two and Three, or whatever, and then has it in preceding or you know succeeding Metroid games, right? So there's that one thing where I'm with you on yeah, if it's not gonna work, don't include it, but they almost kind of write themselves into a corner because they can't really do that in all situations because then they have to have some kind of weird explanation for why she has or doesn't have something, uh, you know, in terms of her ability capacity, right? Like, so in that regard, I feel like it is kind of hard because they kind of almost have to include some of these things because she has them previously and afterward. That being said, um, I do think they should stick to the strengths. I really do think they need to, you know, uh, do more with like visors and, and guns uh, or weaponry in general, just the armor she has and really evolve and expand on that. Uh, I know we've talked previously. I don't mind the ammo system from like Echoes. I think that'd be cool if they played with that again. Um, I think there's a lot they can do at the same time. I would like it if they made her a little more uh, like a little faster, maybe a little more acrobatic. And I think that's where those abilities do come in. 
whether or not they're implemented well, of course, that's like depends. I mean, Prime two and three are from another decade, right? Like, there's a ton of you know advancement in game development in general in terms of how they approach, uh, you know, platforming and, and movement and whatnot in first person shooters. So maybe it w- they would turn out good, and you know, they could have a really good iteration of the screw attack and whatnot uh, in a 3D Metroid game. So mm-hmm. I would and, like, and to I see would it. love to see that. I, like, if they yeah. can get it where where it is awesome, like I am a hundred percent down for that because I mean. You know, the screw attack is like the master sword of Metroid. That's your ultimate weapon. So to not have it does feel a little disappointing. But mm-hmm. I think like Prime 1 really showed me that I would rather not have it than have it and it be kind of lackluster. That's fair. Yeah, that's definitely fair. And those are things that are like not easy to implement either. It can be very hit or miss. So, you know, yes. it's certainly a risky investment. But the very least, I would like to maybe get a slight increase in base walk speed. You know, I don't think she needs to be that slow. She doesn't be like walking at like a crawl sometimes. Um, but another thing, um, I would like to spe- since we're kind of on like you know movement a little bit or like capacity in terms of what she can do like in her environment. I really would love more usage of the grapple hook. Like grab the grapple being the grappling hook. I love when you're able to use it, but it feels so limited in almost every Metroid game. Like, they got the grappling beam with Metroid Prime 3. You're able to, like, rip the pirate shields off, which I thought was cool, but it's really kind of like a E3 trailer gimmick, right, where you kind of see that in the game, and you're like, oh, or the trailer, like, oh, my God, that's so sick. Look at the interactivity. But then you do it a couple times, like, oh, it's not really that cool, you know, and then it becomes kind of, you know, your routine kind of gameplay and doesn't become special anymore. I would love it if they really implemented grappling more in the game in general being able to grapple for more stuff in 3d being able to interact with the environment more being able to reach stuff and and do cool things with the grapple beam and give yourself a little more of a sandboxy kind of play there um which i feel like she would do in in real life you know maybe not entirely full spider-man but um i think a little more usage of, of grappling i think would be really cool yeah i'm not against that um i i thought that the grapple was uh, it, it felt like it was the right usage for me in the Prime games, especially in Corruption, where you're kind of, um, especially in, in the Sky City, you're going down, you're on that roller coaster. Like, That's that was, true. Yeah, I that. That like was pretty that. cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like, essentially, and I'll say this, this would apply to almost anything. If there is, you know, a great gameplay mechanic and you can use something like the Grapple more or, you know, some kind of new weaponry, visor, whatever, um, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely all for that. Uh, I, I don't know that I would have picked the grapple, but... Um, what would you pick? Um, I I would pick... Like, to me, the, the Prime series is really all about the visors, more so than Samus's, um like, weaponry. I think the weaponry, is to me, feels like more of, like... It feels more important in the 2D games, where in the 3D games, the the visors, and, and, and I guess the beams as well, but especially the visors, to me, really kind of make the experience... Because, mm-hmm. it, you know, you're looking through Samus's perspective, and when you switch visors, of course, you're switching how you see the game. So yeah. uh, I would have, I would love to see more, like, I'd actually love to see more than four visors in this game, too. Uh, cool. I, I didn't write this down on my list, but, like, there's nothing That's really holding idea. us to four anymore, because you know, we, we can do anything we want. We don't have the C-stick, which can only go in so many directions. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, go crazy with all the different visors and stuff. That being said, I do think that, you know, like I said, if there's a, a wicked hook or a, a, like a, a really cool mechanic for any of Samus's abilities, grapple include grapple included, um, you know, I'm down for that. 
Yeah, I, I basically I, think like any way you can implement her gear in clever yeah. puzzle scenarios, like sign me up. Oh, a hundred percent agreed. And honestly, I'm so with you. I never really thought about that. I've always had like, oh yeah, you can only have, you know, you just think you have four visors because that's how it is. But that's, I would love it if someone's like Majora's Mask, you like collect all these oh different visors God. and whatnot and have all these different <laughs> visors for different situations. That would be really cool. Like, that I think would that'd be, be really so sick. good. Uh, that's, I've never really thought about that, but that's now that you said it, I'm like, wow, I really want that now. That sounds amazing. And you're, that's a great way to capitalize on what like you said, what makes Metroid prime strong. And again, you know, the visors, the beams, the beam combos. And then of course how you, you know, the game is played are certainly what stand out about Metroid prime. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I would love that. All right. I have one more on my list and, mm-hmm. uh, and then we can, maybe uh get out of here i have one more quick one but uh yeah okay you you go yeah, first so, no no you, you go I, first. I, now i'm interested because i feel like i just went with the grapple stuff so I, I oh, okay 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 um so this is kind of this is again a little bit of a minor one um i i hope that there is more distinct and different suits i missed that from yeah. corruption uh you know i i think it goes without saying a lot of the uh a lot of the fans i think are kind of of the same opinion um, I, I, you know, I just love seeing Samus in her different suits. The the light suit is iconic. The the Phasen suit is iconic. Uh, I hope that that comes back, and it may be with like different augmented abilities with your suit. Um, I I did think that that was missing a little bit from Prime Three. So yeah, I oh, hope I'm, that there's I'm a different there. selection of suits. Yeah, definitely. Um, for sure. I think that's another thing that. Uh, prime excels at especially prime two for sure i mean right. prime two suits are amazing um I and, and that feels like a no-brainer to me like almost something not yeah. worth mentioning because uh, you know i'd be shocked if there wasn't more of an array of, of different suits but uh I, I thought i'd say it nonetheless because it uh it's just one of those little things like samus just looks so cool and she she mm-hmm. did look cool in um in prime three especially towards the latter part of the game where you could see the corruption in her suit but uh yeah, I, I think that I, I would like to move kind of back to where we were in Echoes. I, I do agree. That being said, I do like what they did with Prime 3 as a kind of like a, a little like deviation from, from how they approached the suits. Actually, yeah, um, I, I like it too. Like it was it was I, a great I, idea. I'm just yeah. – uh, I'm ready to but go I'm back. I'm with you. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, was, I liked it for what it was at that yeah. time. It's good. Give me back to all these cool and different diverse suits that uh, – you know, Prime Two did and Prime One did, and I'm also a really big fan of of you know the base fusion suit. But that's a you know another discussion. But anyway, yeah, I'm with you on that as well. Um, and I guess since we want to wrap this up for sure, the last thing I want to say, and again, because uh, yeah, I think I other than like I think the last thing on my list I didn't mention, other than what I'm about to say is like I want dual analog controls, so that'd be great. Just you know, yeah, regular for sure. controlled dual analog stuff. Hey, if you can even let me plug in a mouse and keyboard to my Switch somehow, whew, that'd be great. Um, that being said, the one last thing, and again, I am the last person to give other M any kind of praise, but if they could somehow implement the cool kill moves, the cool finishing moves that Samus had another M into Metroid Prime 4, I would be a very happy camper. I love when you're playing a first person shooter and you can come up to someone and it goes in the third person, you get this cool animation, you're like, oh, stab him in the back or you suplex him or whatever. <laughs> uh, that is one of the, the very, 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 very small parts of Other M that I truly, truly did like. Um, and, I, and I wish that Metroid would continue. Metroid Samus Returns, kind of, 
that with the counters kind of had that that's a, a kind of vibe a little bit not the full commitment like other m did where it was really kind of cinematic and and really acrobatic and it was really cool i love that um samus turns it a little bit but i love it if prime four goes all in new finishing moves some cool ways and that would really work in multiplayer too because then you could implement them in multiplayer and all of that if they did that as well that's a big want of mine that's one of the only things i think should ever 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 be taken from other m and future metroid games so if that's one of the things that i would also could get in prime four that would be splendid i can't wait to talk about other m with you Oh my I, god! I cannot I, wait. I, people, I feel like people. Some people are like, "Oh my god, this guy just hates this game." Like, screw this guy, which I can understand. But um... I, you know, I I don't think it, I, I don't think that I know any Metroid fans that truly love Other M. I, I no, really, but there I are really fans don't. That don't think it's that bad. Where I think it is really that bad. So. <laughs> I I it's... can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, uh, that's going to be one heck of an episode. Um, sure. So yeah, that is. Uh, there are just some of our hopes and dreams for Metroid Prime 4. Of course, we are not done talking about Prime 4. That is going to be, hopefully, all we're going to be talking about post-E3 if we finally get some news about it there. Mm-hmm. Here's, you know, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, we hope that you guys had a super time listening to this episode. We, of course, want to know what your hopes, dreams, thoughts, prayers, anything are for Metroid Prime 4. Hit us up at Metroid or Omega Metroid Pod. I'll get that right one of these times. Mm-hmm. Um, and let us know what you think. Uh, that's going to do it for us for episode number two of the Omega Metroid Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, thank you to our friends over at Metroid Database for helping uh, share this episode with you guys. And uh, I can't wait to be back. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow me at Spateri316. You can follow Dak at the rapture underscore over on twitter we want you guys to head over to podbean itunes wherever you get your podcasts like subscribe recommend us to a metroid fan man if you've got a a a guy in your life or a girl in your life who's crazy about metroid and they've been going they just have no source of talk for metroid hook them up with the omega metroid podcast and uh, save a life if you do that's gonna do it for us thank you guys and we will see you next time. Peace out.